Hello, and welcome to episode 39 of Give Yourself Some Leeway, with me, your host, Eugene Lee. It's fascinating how I'm almost 40 episodes into um, what started as I only 10 episodes back in January, and I was collecting stories about other people's experiences with burnout. So it's kind of crazy to me to think that I have almost 30 stories so far this year of other people's experiences. So I'm really grateful for everyone who has reached out to the show to share their stories. Today's story is from Michael Bittner. He's the founder of the Rising Men Network. He's currently living in Cyprus. He's an ultra runner. And recently he participated in a run around the island of Cyprus, which is so crazy. It's so beyond me that anyone can do ultra running. Um, yeah, it's definitely not something that I'm participating in anytime soon. But Michael's take on burnout he reframed it as a positive experience that it was like an awakening for him that if he hadn't experienced burnout he wouldn't be where he is today so i want to hear what your take is on michael's experience with burnout do you resonate with it do you agree with it and uh let me know you can reach out to me at eugene.leeway on instagram or reach out at give yourself dot give yourself some leeway.com oh my god i can't remember my own website or shoot me an email, eugene at leeway.ie. Thank you, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode with Michael Bittner. Michael, it's great having you here on the show. And um, I think one thing that I really want listeners to hear is more about your personal experience with burnout. And what was that like for you? Yeah, hello and good morning. Uh, thank you for uh, this invitation to your podcast. Um, felt really like wow thank you um yeah my experience with burnout um now i'm 36 years young i had my burnout when i was around um, 21 22 and (laughs) it was the most fucked up period of my life uh so far and a period where yeah well i'm very grateful for this period and this experience and these experiences I had, and yeah, and the journey I am now, I'm now following. So it's like really, uh, yeah. But the conditions, um, the frame, the social surrounding at this time was really not the best. So it was not just coming from ah suddenly you have a burnout and then you could poop, uh, you fall down. Uh, on your knees and you beg for help. No, it was not like this. Uh, it, this tension in your soul, in your heart, in your body was built up for more than, uh, let's say, for about a decade already. So I got bullied at school. I almost had no social life, no friends. I was more like the lone wolf because I was already fat boy a fat guy the whole opposite from the person you see now on the screen uh, for all the people uh, I guess I will tag Eugene in uh, my Instagram account anyway so you can see his lovely face and my lovely face um, it's totally different to the person I am I was a totally different person and so it built it was a build up from feeling lonely feeling really lonesome, to be honest. Um, 
feeling bored about life, feeling lost. I really felt lost. Um, I had no one to talk to. Um, and so I got this like, yeah, the lone wolf. I got, became the lone wolf. I dropped school when I was 17 because I couldn't, I couldn't hold it anymore. I, I really, I started hating other people um, because I saw how they live their life. I got triggered. I felt pain inside myself, inside my heart, really. I mean, every chamber of my heart was like tracking already, but I didn't want to realize. I realized it at this point of my life. I pushed it aside. Uh, and yeah, so it came that I dropped school. I worked at a cinema in Austria as a cinematographer, cinematograph, sorry for uh, some words in English that sometimes really, <laughs> when you don't use them, very often they're like, wow, shit. but okay. And I felt something was wrong inside me, but it, I was not willing to look at my shadows. I was only thinking and acting like you only have to believe in the positivity of life only focus on the positive side of life everything is ah, happy and everything is good and everything is for you um but it was on the surface so it was not in my subconscious part of myself it was just in the conscious part of myself okay you have to focus you feel good it's all about mindset and I was working like 200 to 250 hours a month, um, you know, and then I, I met my, yeah, well, I, before I lost all my weight, this was the first real big kick into my balls, let's say like this. I was still this fat guy, had 148 kilograms. And I smashed the mirror and asked myself, you really want to die alone? And I started from one day to another to exercise. I subscribed for a gym membership, went to the gym six days a week, walked a lot, still working, was still working in the cinema. And then I changed my perspective, said, okay, I leave this job behind me and go for another one go for money i was running i was running i was running i was running there was no break for me i didn't take the break for myself because it was believing that money would solve all my problems um to be honest there were not that many problems but i made them problems i made my whole life problems and also the surrounding well as i told as i mentioned it was not the best it told me no money will save all it will make your life great. So you have to run for money. It was, yeah. Of course, nowadays, uh, no, I don't run for money. Uh, it's different. But at this time, I was so fucking running after money and for money. And I just worked like 15 to 16 hours a day, seven days a week for an insurance company to make other people happy, to make my make the sea level at, uh, at the company happy to make my girlfriend at this time happy 
so that I could buy everything for her. But at the end, I forgot about myself. What are my desires? What are my wishes for life? Yeah. What What is good for me? I really gave a fuck about myself and my life and my visions and my dreams, everything. So there was this situation one day I had a business meeting with a company and talking about the endurance and uh, you know, I came back to the office of the endurance company and my, well, yeah, my, my C-level, the, the C-level guy came to me, started shouting at me that I fucked up everything and that the company will lose tons of money and it's all my fault and you're a motherfucker. And he really shouted in a very bad way. Um, yeah, on me. And I was like standing there, started shaking, tears were running down my cheeks and like I, I couldn't move anymore in this moment. I felt my heart was running like, like a horse, yeah, running for his life. And then I suddenly, boom, I was on the floor, couldn't move anymore, was shaking like hell. And yeah, they brought me immediately to the hospital. And uh, after quite a while, they told me, uh, hey, bro, it looks like you have a real burnout. Uh, I couldn't, before this, I already couldn't sleep that well anymore. It was hardly, it was hard for me to eat anything, but I was still gaining weight again even I, even I didn't eat that much and also I was started, I started drinking alcohol very regularly and way too much from the amount all together boom it was like real like a bomb that exploded in me but the worst thing was the time after the burnout uh, not that it happened I'm happy that it happened but the the conditions at the hospital, um, the psychologists, the doctors, the system, the health system, um, they tell you a lot that, well, societies tell you a lot that health systems are really good prepared and that you have to follow this strict uh, setting they give, they give you or they give societies, they give people. Uh, but to be honest, I was not fitting for this setup. So the setup, he said, okay, you have to take medication, you have to uh, have food at this time, you have to lie down, you have to... And he gave me medication, but it was like a real... I, to be honest, was... I mean, to be drunk, it's something different, or to have... Uh, yeah, uh, for sure, I can tell you, I smoked some joints in my life, but this trip where and I had a mushroom trip so these were not at all that words like this medication because on this trip I decided to do these trips I will make these trips I go this trip I go for it but this time in my life I wasn't able to raise my voice they just gave it to me they pumped it injected me the needles pumped in the shit and it was somewhere of course, it felt good in the first moment, but uh, uh, yeah, wow, what a trip. Whoa. But honestly, I cannot remember anything about this time. And there was, it became so worse, the medication, that one day, I have no fucking idea how it happened. I took the medication. 
it was um, medication mix to help me sleep better and to calm down. And for the falling, the, the depression after the burnout. Um, well, I think that, to be honest, after, uh, after all these years, I think the depression was already there, but I just ignored it. And burnout was just the expression of my depression and my physical entity uh, <laughs> that something wasn't wrong and I didn't listen at all. Yeah, and I took this medication and after this blackout for almost 24 hours after blackout still. And I, I woke up 24 hours later, uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, at this time she was still my girlfriend, she wasn't at home. But I looked at my right arm, it was fully covered with blood. Uh, I was really like irritated, uh, what happened? And um, I saw the door, it was a wood, a wooden door, and I had smashed a hole into this wooden door. And later, my ex-girlfriend uh, told me, hey, you tried to hit me. You became so aggressive. I really changed my behaviors. It really changed. It changed my whole fear of life. It changed completely. It completely changed myself. So I didn't feel myself. First of all, I didn't feel myself. I became someone very different. It brought parts of me out there into the into the world that were existing, yeah, but it didn't give them the room to be fully integrated into my whole system as human. So they took over and these parts came out. And but this was the moment I decided to say, okay, fuck it, I have to do something. And there was only one psychologist while well, he was a neuroscientist to be more specific and he told me you know what start again with healthy habits go back to exercise the way you want to exercise start with a glass of water a day um, get rid of these medications because the medications will transform the chemistry of your whole brain structure and the effect the after effect will be yeah it's better it may be harder for now but for the long term it will be definitely better if you just follow what's good for you and you start listening to yourself to your body to your psyche your yeah to your heart and to your soul and this was the best advice ever and i really appreciate what it did in this moment it was like ah, i felt free again in this moment and of course i already became addicted to this medication so it was not that easy to get rid of these medications and uh, thank god my ex-girlfriend was still together with me and she saw what had happened that it was not my natural being like this um, she threw away all the medications and she helped me going through this process to through this transition and yeah i started 
doing regularly my exercises again, not with running. I started with uh, cycling more. It became more and more um, integrating healthier habits. So, it, but it took years to get really. I had a break for about four years, to be honest. Four years of a break before I was back in the system. Let's call it system. I don't like the wording, but I think um, the audience will understand what I mean. I started 2012 to finish my A-level. Uh, I decided, okay, you really have to follow your heart now, Mike. And I really took some days off for me after this meeting with this uh, neuroscientist. Um, it's like to realize that this uh, burnout was just an awakening call, a reminder from my soul, a reminder from my heart that something wasn't going the way it should have been. I was just ignoring myself, ignoring my desires, my wishes, my true and authentic self. And I just treated myself like my surrounding treated me. Self-love. It reminded me about my self-love and my self-worthiness. And so nowadays, I'm so grateful for this moment that it pushed me to the ground. And all the journey, the journey I started, especially from um, 2010 on till now, because uh, in the year 2010, I started uh, with my A-levels. I finished in uh, 2012, um, enrolled for university, studied cultural studies and later photography. And all this way, all this transformation, all these processes I went through and later, um, there was still one shadow alive within me. I didn't want to look at it, but it was about the sexual abuse from my father. At this time, my father was already dead. And my ex-girlfriend was pregnant with our daughter. And uh, I was not ready to become a dad, to be honest, at this moment. I was... Not ready, not at all. I felt this shadow upcoming in me, within me, and um, um, but I didn't want to look at it. I made the same mistake when I was twenty-seven. Same mistake when my daughter was already here, like it did when I was twenty-one and twenty, and I ignored it. Uh, but my ex-girlfriend and I broke up, um, and. Later, uh, the the girlfriend after her, um, be, I will be very intimate. I show you some very intimate parts now. I, I want to share this with you. Um, we were sexually active together. Uh, yeah, we were making love, and I started so hard to cry out of nothing. And it was like a shock for her, for me. And this moment, I realized that something 
It was crying for six hours, to be honest. I was just crying like a baby, uh, even heavier than I did uh, when I had my burnout. Uh, and it took me quite a while to realize that this was still one part of the burnout, one part of my path. I didn't give the chance to heal. So I ignored it. This shadow became so big and it came out in this moment. It took over. It took all the power it had and pushed me even harder to the ground. And some months later, I, I tried to commit suicide. I jumped from a bridge and somehow I survived. And, but all these things that happened on this path or this journey, that took me not four years off, to be honest, it took me like, like about a decade to realize um, all the gifts in this path, in these things that happened. In this moment, I got pushed to the ground. I didn't want to see the gift. I didn't want to see my shadows. But after I jumped and I was clinically dead, um, when I look at my watch, definitely there was no heartbeat anymore, but I got flushed to the uh, to the edge of the water and, you know, there was a park. So people found me and helped me. I was totally fucked up, drunk, like hell, one bottle of whiskey and sleeping medication. So it was really not the nicest version uh, of myself. But also this, but the, the time after this, I locked myself um, for about a week, and I remind it came to me like voices from within to realize that this was the 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 voice of my soul, the voice of my heart. You can name it as you like. I I I will name it like this, Mike. You have to look, you have to look now very deep into your shadows. You have to confront yourself with the shadows. Otherwise, you will die definitely. You will die. Or even worse, you will have a life as a living dead. And yeah, so it took really a week spending time alone at home recording videos for myself like a mirror just talking uh writing a lot crying a lot uh pushing uh, throwing the pillows from one side of the apartment to the another side and kicking them but this was so massive this transformation that started from this point on so it took really years to from this first kick into my balls I needed many kicks. So to fully awake, to start finally my journey, um, that money is not everything in life. Money is a nice thing to have. Yeah, sure, you can realize a lot with money. That That's good. So I don't say uh, money is shit. No, it, it's, it's not. It depends on what we do with the money. Um, but yeah, I could not not listen anymore 
to this void. So it was this gateway to my soul was open. And it was invited from my, yeah, from my, yeah, it was, let's call it like a fallen, a falling man, fallen man to rise again. And to rise again became such a part of my journey uh, to integrate all and to question, to questioning all my belief systems, my soul systems, my heart systems. You, you know, I'm, I'm more from the, I think like this holistic way of seeing life, not just as an entity. You, uh, when you think about quantum physics, everything is energy and everything is connected with everything. So I don't, I, I do believe that every, that um, I do believe that uh, thoughts can change a lot because they are pure energy and um, they can transform a lot. But memories create emotions and these emotions are deeply engraved into this uh, car, craft, uh, craft uh, sorry, <laughs> uh, into your body, into the inner world of your body, into your soul, into the subconscious part of your mind. So although I thought my mind was already ready, already awakened, no, this moment when I jumped into this river, it was February, so it was really fucking cold. Uh, and I love the heat, so that's really the opposite what I like. Um, it was really this invitation to look also what emotions are still there and to confront myself with these emotions. Um, that the burnout, and when we talked about this uh, like two days ago before we really found the date today for this uh, podcast interview, that burnout itself, I wouldn't describe it as an illness. It, for me, it's definitely not an illness, but it's like we want to characterize what is illness and what is it not. What is a human? What is it not? So for some people, they may say it's an illness. But for me, it's a sign that societies, cultures, the way we live our life today, it's not healthy and supporting anymore. Uh, or not, not in a good way, you know. When I think about the system, a system is there to help you and support you we get caught in this thinking and this uh, realizing that the system is there to keep you safe, okay, safety is important, blah, 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 and so on. But if you don't fit into a system, you're not part of the normative, you're not part of the so-called normal, then the system won't work for you. Um, now this cultural part <laughs> comes out. Um, but this is a major point I wanted to mention because like uh, I started later with the Rising Man Network. 
I started doing my coaching practice uh, 2016 already as a uh, as a motivation coach, as a vision coach. But uh, it took me quite a while to realize uh, I'm more focused on my work with men now um, because I realized that these boundaries, you are a man, be a man. This acting like be a man is it's a is a yeah well that's a social and cultural construction of an image how men should be and over thousands of years we men are taught to be the kings the warriors uh, the guardian um, the sexual magicians uh, the hard and tough workers who go out there because of the boss of course you bring the money on but oh. uh, but it's a construction. I'm not uh, saying that there's feminine and masculine energies uh, that are supporting you. Uh, we have both inside of us. And uh, with the Rising Man Network, for me, it's like, it's more about helping men to integrate the masculine and feminine energies within the human entity, with their individuality, as the per as the person who they really are, without wearing this mask of what a man should be, because these belief systems, these systems, yeah, how a man should be, were the key. Uh, well, this was the result at the end that brought me to this point that I have a burnout. I felt pressured. I felt pushed into something like uh, yeah, uh, a role I had to deliver because my dad wanted me to have it uh, to act like this and to react like this and do do so and so and so. Society told me, my family told me, my social surrounding told me, uh, and I was always a person who, when I got touched by something, you know, I, and I'm a musician when. So when I hear something like um, Lord of the Rings or uh, when I think about Gladiator, the soundtrack, soundtracks, I don't, I, I watch movies sometimes like 40 or 100 times and I would close my eyes and just listening to the music and to the sound. And uh, this music touches me emotionally so much that I start crying. Then that's also very okay. Fuck, it's so okay to cry. Not because like, oh, you're a baby, you cry. You don't, you're not allowed to cry. No, it's not about this, but you get touched by it. And because I couldn't touch, I couldn't feel touched. I had to ignore it. I had, I had to push it down. I had to build, I, have, I had to not only build these boundaries between me as a man and others who are not men or also men, but I'm more man. And I got pushed to function within the system. So altogether, it's not an easy explanation how it came to the burnout. I tried to search for a solution and tried to find a way over the last decade why it came to this point. So I had an, enough reflection time and enough time to digest this burnout. And 
I think in modern societies, all this pressure of being online, uh, you have to show yourself, show up. We got we get triggered as men. Um, I can I I want to share it from this perspective too. We get triggered to deliver. We fucking have to deliver because it's our role to be a man. And but what about? But the same pressure exists, of course, for women too. So I don't deny that that the pressure is on both sides. It's existing, yeah. Um, and that this pressure, well, the base of this pressure is way older. It's not like okay, it's like here for some decades. No, it was built over thousands of years, and we call it today society. We call it the so-called normal. We call it a man. We call it a woman. Um, but I could talk about like ages about this topic now. Um, but for me, long story short, uh, the burnout was like my greatest experience I made so far because it was the greatest invitation to return to my authentic self to integrate all my parts as the human I am today now. So I don't see, I don't want to see it as an illness. It's an invitation. It's not only about the physical part. Most of all, it happens because something is there, a shadow. You might not see it, but the shadow is there. And I think um, that's why I also moved to Cyprus, Siga Siga, to say it like this here, slowly, slowly. Okay, sometimes it's too slowly for me, but take out the speed. Take the time for yourself. Have a closer look to your heart, to your soul, to your desires. I think we get taught our life that it's always about looking forward and uh, keeping, yeah, keeping uh, keeping this speed of life alive, and that we have to. Um, fight with others, that we have to rise, that we have to grow our business, that we have to grow in that speed, in that speed, uh, our business, ourselves, um, our relationships with others, our, our love and sex life. Uh, we have to be the best in everything. But it's a sign everything starts with you. And like we had in our discussion before, everything starts with a glass of water, maybe. And I like this proverb, the longest journey starts with the first step. And it might feel like shit in this moment and you feel broken and and you want to give up. Why? Maybe start with the question, why? And I started asking why, even, even if I ignored it for quite a while ignore it um i didn't want to look into my shadow world of course it's painful fuck it it's really like a fist in your you know um and really 
it, it, it's fucking painful and of course it hurts um, but also I think this this openness to communicate it that hey something is wrong and I don't feel well and to share it with your partner and also with your friend I had no chance to talk about this how I feel with my male friend they were like the, the few I had were like I oh, come on, be a man. I'm a bit off. You can handle this. No tears, no 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 pussy tears. Uh, but I think also, and I saw it with my ex girlfriend. Uh, hey, I don't feel well. I said one day to uh, one of them, I don't feel well. I feel really lost, and I I hardly eat anything now, and uh, I don't know what's going on. Same reaction was, come on, be tough. You're strong. Show that you're strong. Otherwise, you're not a man. And it was really like this. Um, it was not healthy. Um, I see it also in the men's circles I offer here in Cyprus. I think one day I will offer it online too. Um, so... You can tell me if you like it uh, to offer this online. Um, but I see it when we sit together and start talking about, uh, for example, the father wound is one of my topics. Um, this was, by the way, uh, the main, main, main reason why it came like this uh, over the years. Uh, the glass got fuller and fuller and fuller. And yeah. Um, it takes a time till other men open. Um, but when they open, start opening. It's such a flush of emotion, such a flush of memories that is shared in this realm of uh, safety us because I also thought Hey, I'm a man. I have to deal. I have to deal with the shit by myself. But how can we think to heal by ourselves, all alone, when we are created and formed and wounded in relationships? So they always have to be two parts to create life: a mom and a dad, obviously. We are born into a family and we have friends, we have relationships with others, we have love relationships, we have um, colleagues at work. Um, it's all about relationships. And then we think, oh, I can deal with myself alone. I don't need anyone. Um, and sometimes societies and sometimes other people uh, many times doctors tell you no it's your responsibility you have to deal you have to show your strength you come on not head in the sand straight you uh, um, your eyes into your future you have to have the right vision but all in all it's very complex I would say and yeah back to the domain circles when they open it's such a wonderful gift to behold 
that other man because we when someone is opening we are sharing a safe space together and together we hold it and and i think that's so important before the glass is really full to just talk about the shit that's working within you that's triggering you that's hurting you i think that's really important to start speaking about things that hurt yourself um things that are against your desire just be very open to listen to a, another person it's not like of course not everyone is a healer not everyone is a doctor not everyone is a coach or a therapist no it's not about this but i think for also for a new generation of men to to be a guide to be a supporter and like i had some people or some clients they were they were close before committing suicide and i'm a coach i'm not a therapist so what and i said okay i cannot hold this alone we need some other help too but also be open to say that i cannot hold it alone it's not about that you suck everything that your partner maybe shares with you it's not about that you don't have to deal with it all by yourself but it's about a healthy communication and and also about a very respectful communication and when we show the other person okay when you see around your friends and there are uh, yeah there are some there are some men or women who who's just struggling with life now and it's totally fine and it's totally okay that they feel like they feel and the acceptance of these feelings and the acceptance that they just sometimes need an ear to listen to as thing one major key um for uh for medicine and uh, all the doctors and the uh, medicine system I hope you enjoyed today's episode and if you did could you take a moment to leave a five star rating on Spotify because it really helps to improve the rating of the show so that it's more easily found by others who might enjoy the show just as much as you and maybe take a moment to share with family friends or a loved one because what better way to help break the stigma around mental health than to have that conversation with those closest to us as always reach out to me at giveyourselfsomeleeway.com on social media eugene.leeway or shoot me an email eugene at leeway.ie because even though give yourself some leeway is like an outlet for me i also want to give the highest value to you my listeners so i really depend on your feedback let me know what you like what you don't like what you'd like to hear more about so until i hear from you take care of yourself maybe have a glass of water crack a smile and Think of a way to prioritize your own self-care. So until next time, take care.